0: one good afternoon everyone welcome to the ej sports debate this is your host of the most jordan and i've got eric here yo oh that was a riveting entrance eric
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's been it's been a rough uh it was a rough uh sports afternoon for me so uh let's uh let's just get happy let's just uh happy
0: halloween everyone happy halloween Um, so today's topic after much debate is we are going to do the summer of 98, which not, 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 not the music selection, but, um, we're talking about specifically the home run race. Um, so thanks everybody for joining us. Um, you know, we appreciate anybody that'll give us a listen and give us our feedback. Um, and I'm going to have Eric do the rundown and just kind of recap it. And we're going to do a little more discussion today, uh, then kind of overall topic recap. So E, you want to take over?
1: Absolutely. So yeah, summer 98. Wow. It was, it was much needed for baseball. Um, They're coming off the 94 strike um, and baseball needed something. I mean, it, that strike took a toll on a lot of fans um, and their trust in the game. And summer 98 brought a lot of fans back. Um, But how epic that summer was (laughs) and overall season of 98 Uh, a few things uh that i've discovered in our research this all happened um your yankees began their three-peat um that year Woohoo! the braves won 106 games but did not have the best record Mm. roger clemens won the cy young with the toronto blue jays which i completely forgot he played for the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Yeah, they, whenever you think of Roger Clemens' career, you usually go from the Red Sox right to the Yankees and yes. skip the whole
1: Blue Jays' career. Yes. Um, Marlins went from first to worst after winning in 97. The Iron Man streak ended. A-Rod had a 40-40 year. At the age of 40, Ricky Henderson stole 66 bases. Boomer David Boomer Wells threw a perfecto. And, oh, man, that, now you just sweetening up to me. <laughs> and at the age of 20, Cubs phenom, Kerry Wood, struck out 20. Wow. All that happened in 98, yet all we talk about is that home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. But for a while, the kid himself, Ken Griffey Jr., was a part of it. So we will... Sort of go into some questions about that, but leading up to that home run chase from the strike-shortened season of 94, 1995, Albert Bell. He became the first player since one of my favorite players growing up, also played for the Yankees in some way, Cecil Big Daddy Fielder, um, hit 50, 90. I'll,
0: I'll take obscure people in baseball. I don't remember often. Albert Bell, please.
1: <laughs> that, yes.
0: Um probably
1: the best name on this list, um, the next year, 1996, doubling his career high for the Baltimore Orioles, Brady Anderson hit 50 home runs. Mm. And in the 1997, Mark McGuire and Ken Griffey Jr. hit 58 and 56 respectively, setting the table for the 98th season. So wow. that's... Yeah. So all that happened in 1998, yet all we remember... Is the home run chase of that summer, which, if you check out that thirty for thirty, well done.
0: Oh yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite thirty for thirties that I can remember. Is I think it's more nostalgia than anything else. But
1: yes, yes, absolutely. So let's, uh, Jordan. Uh, with all that being said, uh, any any questions that you may have about that ninety eight season, we can debate.
0: Well, first of all, I mean, you know, not to date myself, but I think I was ten years old. Um, so I don't have, I don't have, I don't have like, Oh my God, specific memories. And I wasn't going to games, you know, and at 10, I was still kind of really becoming a sports fan, but honest to God, that I think was the season that I really truly fell in love with baseball. Um, just because of everything that had happened to it, you know, the, the strike I was a little young to remember. And I remember Brady Anderson vividly. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it was really that year, you know, where, that was the the year everybody fell in love with baseball again. Um, You know, and baseball needed it (laughs) badly. And, you know, that's kind of got me, and I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, especially in sports, but, you know, the, the first thing when I was doing my research that came to my mind was, you know, when you go back and look at a lot of the marketing and stuff leading up to that year, ironically enough, baseball was featuring Mark McGuire. Um, and a lot of other promotions, um, and it just kind of makes me wonder exactly how authentic that season was. If there wasn't another force behind it,
1: um, well, there you know there was a come on the PEDs definitely it was the PEDs. There's that was the force.
0: <laughs> well, and again, just Mark McGuire. You know, I know he had been in baseball a while already prior to that season, and it just seems odd to me that he was suddenly getting this reemergence of publicity as a guy that hits dingers, you know, chicks dig the long balls. Isn't that the famous ad from the time?
1: Yeah. So I was going to just... bring that ad up. I did watch that ad with uh, Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox who are actually very respectable hitters for pitchers.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, they, they were top tier pitchers in an age where baseball didn't care about pitching. Um, you know, chicks the long ball and that's what baseball used to springboard it so i guess my question or my my controversial thing is i think that baseball on top of the steroids i think their whole we didn't know this was happening um aspect which this is now two topics in a row where baseball has just conveniently turned a blind eye to something that they know has been going on for a while um you know i definitely think their baseball was behind it and i think they were the ones that were really juicing these guys up. And, uh, you know, sorry, Bud Selig, rest in peace. But I think he had a lot to do with that um, as far as making sure that his sport came back. And I don't blame him.
1: I think Bud Selig's still alive. Still Is he alive. still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Right. Sorry, bud. You're,
1: you're thinking of David Stern.
0: My fault. My fault. Another great commissioner, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, that, I guess that's my first commentary on it. It's just I think baseball had a lot to do with it. And then the fact that they were marketing Mark McGuire heavily going on that season. Now, other players that were featured were like Ken Griffith Jr. And I get that. You know, he was the second coming of Michael Jordan in baseball, by all accounts. Um, But to have Mark McGuire, who's just this power career hitter, never a good fielder, um, that's been in the league a while, one of the half of the Bash brothers, and to have him be featured in that marketing was really strange to me. And then magically, he breaks the home run record, which, you know, I don't know. Sorry, that was a, a wild tangent, but
1: No, it's, a, it's good. that's why we, that's why we're doing this podcast uh, to have these uh, fun conversations and uh, no I, I don't know if I'd go down that conspiracy theory rabbit hole as much as you know I love conspiracy theories um, in general. Just a little. But uh, I don't know if baseball, I mean I think baseball knew an extent um, what was going on. I just don't think they knew the full extent um, per se. I think that's sort of everything. It's like, okay, we know this is going on, but I mean, you look at, you look at that, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, I mean, did this is a, kind of the best debate we can have on this. McGuire and Sosa, I mean, and the whole PED era, um, all those guys. So that second time we're bringing this up to the Mitchell report, Should those guys be in the Hall of Fame?
0: Boy, I just got chills thinking about that topic. Um, Yeah, I do. Um, You know, when Pete Rose, whatever you think about that situation, which God, that'll be another one down the road. Um, We could do a four-hour podcast, I think, on Pete Rose. Absolutely. Um, But you could isolate Pete Rose and say that was just Pete Rose cheating. And really, he didn't directly have an impact as far as what was going on in the field. Um, But I definitely think that back in those days, there were so many people and I think the water is so muddy. You either have to like ban everybody from that era or ban nobody. And that's, you know, for somebody that's a baseball purist, I guess that's probably the hot take for me then. Um, But I'm also a simplistic person. If you don't know the full truth, then you can't say you only know part of it. And I absolutely think they should be in the Hall of Fame, um, you know, regardless of how I feel about them personally, which Mark McGuire, from all accounts, is actually a pretty good guy. Um, Sammy is crazy, and I'm not even going to go down the road of what he looks like nowadays. Um, yes,
1: let's, uh, <laughs> let's leave that one off the table.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, Mar- Roger Clemens, you know, legendary guy, also a legendary jerk, never met him. But, you know, you can read up on what people feel about him. And there's enough people saying that he was. Um, and I, I do, I think they needed to be a Hall of Fame. I think that year, regardless of how you feel it came to be or whatever, that year it saved baseball. Um, it single-handedly, I, I honestly, you blew my mind when you told me all those things in the beginning that were going on at the same time. And it just kind of reaffirms why I think I fell in love with baseball that year. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. Like, like, the, like the Brad Pitt, as Billy Bean said in Moneyball, how can you not be romantic about baseball? It's a it's a great game. Um, obviously, I think things need to change with it um, to keep the fan interest there. Um, but I will agree with you. Um, I think they should put those guys in the hall. Um, just just put the just put it on their plaques. I mean, <laughs> put it on their plaques. Uh,
0: they the old asterisk.
1: Put the asterisks on there and say, "Yeah, yes, they did test positive and stuff." McGuire. Well, Admitted he did it. Right. Um Bond's no, never tested it, positive. Bond's never
0: tested positive. Those and had, obviously,
1: those head grew for three sizes since uh, he left Pittsburgh for San Fran.
0: Okay, so he did look like the aliens in Mars attacks, but besides that <laughs> uh, um, Wow, that visual image in my head just went Yeah,
1: there. I know.
0: Um but I know you and I were talking kind of before the show and you mentioned a topic and I don't want to steer a thunder on it, but old sammy you know what what happened with him after the fact that he got cheating and i'll let you kind of talk about it but i I think sammy had more than pds going on
1: yes that's a great segue to what we what i brought up uh, i think last night before this we were sort of doing our pre-show um meeting in a way (laughs) um yeah so 2003 which was another great cubs year um we those baseball fans can remember what happened in the playoffs, but uh, partman <clears throat> exactly <laughs> Moises Lucanada caught that next pitch. Alex Gonzalez botched the double play, but having lived in Chicago, talked to Cubs fans for some... up until 2016, I think they might
0: have forgiven him now. But uh, yeah, well, if Boston ho- can Boston <laughs> can forgive Bloody Bleeping Dent. I think they can <laughs> forgive the nerdy kid with the, the headphones on that was listening to the game while sitting, you know. <laughs> Front row, basically. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, go on. Talk talk about Sammy.
1: Yeah. So, in June of two thousand three, I can't remember who their pitch, who were who the Cubs were playing, but a pitch came and broke Sosa's bat, and they picked it up, and sort of similar to a, the George Brett incident, inspected the bat. Well, it wasn't pine tar. Nope. Inside was cork. For those that don't know, cork in a wood bat gives it that extra that extra bounce. Um, it
0: makes it lighter.
1: It makes it lighter, um, easier to swing. And he used those in batting practice. And he alleged that he uh, grabbed the wrong bat. Um, I don't know what a batting practice bat would be doing in a dugout during a game, but... That's another story for another time. So on top of the PEDs, Sosa also had the cork bat, which brought my question up. Do we know prior to that, was he always using a
0: cork bat? I, I think it's fair right to assume that. I think it's, <laughs> I, again, it just kind of it brings me back to if you assume somebody was cheating and you don't know the truth, they all probably were. Um, with the exception of my boy DJ. Love you, Jeter. Um, he was just dating models. That's the only thing he did that was bad back in those days. And gift baskets. Um, yeah. Legend. And he, uh, yeah, Sa- Sammy absolutely was using the quirk bat. Uh, now, do I think he was the only one? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, you know, if one guy's doing it to get an advantage, it's safe to assume 100 guys were doing it to gain an advantage. But... Sammy was the the Momo that got caught with his bat getting sawed in half, and sure enough, yeah, I I think he, I not only think he had done it before, I think he was juiced up, and using a cork bat in the summer of ninety eight, I think he had always used a cork bat, um, and I, I think other people were. It wouldn't surprise me if McGuire was hitting seventy.
1: All right, no, that's a, that's great, and, uh, yeah. I, mean, I got
0: I mean, another thing that I kind of thought about, too. So, that year, and I think you touched on it, McGuire, for all the hype that season got and all that it did for baseball, being a Yankee fan, it would come to no surprise that one thing that matters to me a lot is winning. And, yes, McGuire and Sosa State baseball, but they did absolutely nothing to help their teams win. From the standpoint of wins and losses. Now, can you put their teams built around them on their shoulders? No. But when you look at the fact that the Cardinals finished with a barely winning record and finished third and didn't make the playoffs, and that the Cubs with they, they the uh, really division. amazing the Cardinals did?
1: The Cubs won it in ninety
0: eight. Yeah, well I think they I thought they finished in second
1: and yeah, got a made, wild card berth. They might have made the playoffs.
0: Was, I think they yeah, made the they playoffs. made the playoffs. And then they got swept by Atlanta. So did they really make the playoffs if they didn't win a game? <laughs> um, so that just makes me wonder, like, for all that it did for baseball, did it really help their teams in the long run? You know, like, obviously hitting scoring runs it helps your team. But it just makes me wonder, man, I think if you were to go back in time and say, hey, you can hit 20 less home runs, but your team is going to be in the World Series, would you do it?
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's the... I mean, that's the penultimate for your athletic career. I mean, you dream from the moment you pick up that ball, that glove, that skate, whatever sport you, whatever sport you're playing, that's your, that's your dream. That's your, you want to win that, you want to win that title. I mean, how many, how many times are you playing in a gym or in a driveway or with your friends that you're in your mind it's game seven <laughs> and you're, you hit the winning run. You hit the winning shot. Yeah. I mean, that's what you dream about yeah. as a kid. And I would absolutely, I would absolutely sacrifice that. Uh, I would absolutely sacrifice the home run records for
0: a title. I think, I think if you ask McGuire and Sosa, I think in their truest of forms, I think they would disagree.
1: Maguire has a ring. I mean, come on, he does. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that. He has but, Oakland.
0: <laughs> I think, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me personally. I, everything I've read and seen about those guys, Maguire less so um, than Sosa, but they just seem like people that really love themselves. Um, and I, I don't know if Sammy <laughs> would have traded. I mean, obviously anybody in Chicago would have loved if have had a ring prior to 2016. Um, yeah. But Sammy was just one of those people, man. I mean, he was great to watch. I loved how him and McGuire had that respectful relationship. Um, I actually watched the Tracy Morgan and Will Ferrell SNL skits of them making fun of McGuire and Sosa, or anytime they would do something positive, they would slow dance, um, which was just kind of mocking on the fact that those two had so much respect for each other. That during that home run race, they they would like really <laughs> high five each other and go out of their way. Um, I don't know. It's just something that crossed my mind. Like, yes, you did amazing, but you know, it's like A Rod on the Texas Rangers, two hundred million dollar contract, hit a bunch of home runs, did didn't win anything. So,
1: no, I mean, A Rod's another one of those guys. I mean, he's what top. 4 five all-time home run hitter yeah and kind of goes to our thing i mean yeah we, i think we all believe he should be in the hall of fame because i mean you look at his numbers i mean i think a few years ago he came out and said the reason he took it and started taking them in texas was because of that contract he felt the pressure to need to live up to it so he took those to keep the numbers up but I remember looking back on his numbers prior to Texas and like looking and going, he's going to the Hall of Fame
0: regardless. Yeah. He had (laughs) Um, a very, very Bonds like career where prior to his alleged PD use, he was already on pace to be a Hall of Famer, like definitely an all decade player. Right. And then he exploded. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. A A A A Rod, I could go on a rant all day about A Rod, dude. I think. God, I've just watched him strike out so many times in the playoffs um, as a Yankee fan. And then that feeling in 2009, I think it yes. was. Yeah, um, I remember
1: I remember your reaction very well when they oh won the God. World Series that year.
0: I think I cried, didn't I?
1: You <laughs> did, I didn't and cry, uh, was... you, didn't, you and I were dreading that um, playoff because it was likely the Tigers – would play the Yankees, and that would be our first time dealing with that as roommates. Um, And then then we collapsed, and I handled that very well by drinking straight out of the Bacardi bottle. Yeah, good times, good (laughs) times. Uh, Watching game 163, but that's – anyway. But,
0: yeah, man, A-Rod, he just – I know this is completely off topic for 98, but I I think whatever you're talking about the summer of 98 – it's just kind of hard not to talk about all of that because the summer of 98, well, really the bash brothers, I think is the first real iteration of steroids in baseball. Um, at least from yeah. my opinion. No, you know, I, that I, would, was...
1: I would probably agree with that. I think, uh, think commenters and other people might disagree with that. They might be earlier.
0: Um, well, they definitely taking it earlier, but I think that was the first time that players were obviously juicing they looked bigger, and, again, their only concern was just smashing home runs.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously why they got their nickname.
0: Yeah, and the home run in baseball was never – I don't know. It was never thought of this, oh, my God, amazing thing. I mean, it was obviously an important thing, but to me that was like the thing that like romanticized the idea of hitting a, just a ton of home runs, and even if you strike out 200 times, which another side note of that in the 98 season is that Sosa hit over 300. And I think McGuire was really, really close to. It. I think he hit $2.99 that year. Um, so kudos to them for actually getting on base. And if I could see you right now, Eric, I'd point to you and ask you what was important <laughs> from
1: the Moneyball movie. Money, Moneyball. He
0: gets yeah, on base. Yeah, yeah. He gets on base. Yeah, and because they they got on base, they drew a lot of walks. Um, you know, not quite the Barry Bonds treatment, but I mean, if you were playing the Cubs and the Cardinals that year, I wouldn't be throwing at either one of those two. Forget that, unless there was nobody on base and it was like the first inning. But there's there's no way I would be pitching either one of them when they were clearly juiced and they were clearly locked in. But, yeah, man, I think just the whole – 98 was a microcosm of baseball, I think, in the last 50 years. Yeah. Which
1: absolutely. was – No, I agree with that. And, uh, I mean, I mean, I love – I loved him growing up. You did too. And so did everyone really face a baseball. You look at, when uh, you look at the kid, um, yeah. best swing, best swing in baseball history. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So smooth, but a lot of people <laughs> have brought that up is, do they trust his numbers? I mean, did he, I, I, it pains me actually I'm, that I'm even thinking this cause I have so much respect for, for him and, loved him growing up but he did have a lot of injuries so you look at the hgh side did he i <sighs> hate i hate questioning
0: that because i love it, kangaroo jr so much but feels so dirty to say that but I, honestly exactly. i've never in my mind maybe it's just my childhood ignorance i've never tied kangaroo jr to steroids but if you were to tell me today that, oh yeah, we found a piss test from 1995 and he tested positive, if you asked me if I would be surprised, I no.
1: Exactly, and that's that's sort of the point of that question. That thing is that whole that whole era. I mean, he <laughs> had Brady Anderson double a career high in one year. No, um, yeah. but that's just and baseball
0: didn't care. Dude, yeah. they needed. It. They, they they really didn't care. Like it just goes back. You know, the thing for me was, baseball didn't care. They knew it, and they just didn't care. And I don't blame them. And say what you want to do about me, you know, yell and scream, curse me out. If I was Bud Selig, I wouldn't care either. You've got a sport that's been around over a hundred years, and one strike single-handedly destroyed your team, destroyed your entire league. Yeah, and. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a big...
1: you gotta do, yeah, uh, do what you have to do to,
0: uh, yeah. get back on your yeah. feet.
1: And I think baseball I mean... did sort of turn the, uh, turned the other cheek and, sort of allowed things to go on. And in 2005, you know? um, they decided, all right, enough, and uh, implemented stricter uh, policies, suspensions for PEDs, and,
0: yeah, I mean. You know what's ironic is you know what baseball could use right now is another summer of '98.
1: That was actually one of my questions. I mean, I was going to ask, like, do you think they should allow something like that? But when I thought about then I thought about it and said, well, home runs are at all time high, but also so are strikeouts. Now is that lack of PEDs? Is it a uh, I mean, you still need the hand-eye coordination uh, to, to hit it. man. But, uh, or is it the whole analytics of launch angles and
0: all that? That's an amazing question that you just completely racked my mind with. So <laughs> um, since how this is recorded, I'll just give you the most simplistic answer, which is I want to fall in love with baseball again. I would be lying if I said I consciously sat down with enthusiasm, knowing every player on the roster, knowing the minor league system, probably since we were in college, um, which was eight years ago, that yeah, I really sat down. Me, unfortunately. Oh, oh, yeah. I was trying not to sound that old. <laughs> um, but, dude, it's been a long time since I enthusiastically watched a baseball game. Enthusiastically to the point where it was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what happens next. Baseball right now, in my opinion, Is boring.
1: No, I don't. I I, I agree with that. I mean, I think one of I think one of the most highlighted moments, um, recently, I would have to probably go back to two thousand thirteen. Yeah, I remember I was living in Chicago and Tigers were good, very good. Um, they had that little run, and it was Tigers Yankees, and it was. Miguel Cabrera and his back-to-back MVP years, 2012 and 13, tie and run, as a tying run against the GOAT, Mariano Rivera. And it was a battle. It was amazing to watch to the greatest closer versus arguably probably this, behind Pujols, the best hitter of his era.
0: I was going to say one of the best all-around hitters. I mean power contact Drew Walks yeah I I hated the fact that Mickey killed the Yankees as much as he did but yeah you know I have more respect for that guy just cuz he did it right
1: yeah and you uh, know? and that's the thing too and then I just remember it and watching that at bat and I think there's a little respect here because I remember this at bat so vividly Cabrera fouled one off his knee twice two times in a row because that stupid cutter that hey, 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 he hey, threw hey, one pitch and very few people could you hit say it. Say about my sandman. <laughs> uh, and then Rivera threw a pitch outside. Just as a, I think I contend it was a respect move to give to give Miggy uh, another chance to sort of just be like all right. I'm going to do that and then he launched one into monument park to tie the game. <laughs> um,
0: uh, Monument Park.
1: I just... That moment, I think, was up there with some of those moments that we grew up watching. Yeah. Because you're watching icons. You're
0: watching... Icons is a huge word because if you ask me right now to name an iconic player in baseball, I'm going to give you a one name. Like, iconic, like... Oh my God, this guy's amazing, and it's Mike Trout, and his yeah. team stinks. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. Um, he is on a not good team. I don't understand how you have the best, arguably the most five-tool of five-tool players since Mickey Mantle.
1: Oh, and okay. What, what about the save kid? it for another debate? Save it what for about, another debate. What about the kid? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I said <laughs> arguably, um, but I think baseball is just boring, dude. And I to kind of wrap it up. I, I would love to have another summer '98. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how they go about it. I don't know how they bring excitement to the games, especially with all the stuff going on right now. It's going to be impossible without fans. But that'll hopefully be going away soon. Um, hopefully, yes. And, i just i would love to fall in love with baseball again it it really was the first sport that i fell in, in love with and understood everything in every aspect of and it's what got me baseball is the sport that got me into other sports as a very young kid and baseball yeah. right now puts me to sleep
1: i agree with uh i agree with that um Growing up in Detroit, I mean, you grew up in a great baseball area in New York. I grew up in a great baseball town in Detroit. And I remember being picked up from school by my dad, going to afternoon Tigers games at the old Tiger Stadium, the corner of Michigan and Trumbull. And that's where I fell in love with the game.
0: And on an afternoon game, you could feel the energy, you know? You can and, walk into a stadium and feel the excitement, and even though I've not been in a baseball stadium longer than I ever cared to admit, um, I, I don't feel that.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a different atmosphere now, and uh, I mean, I thank, I thank my dad for doing, uh, take me to those games to make me fall in love with the game, and sort of as you said, fall in love with other sports. It was, yeah, it's a game that. <laughs> it's a game that is uh, generational and right now our generation, I think might be the last great generation of baseball fans. And we need to find that way to get into how do we get the casual fan back? And as you said, we need a summer 98. I agree. And and I feel, I felt for a while, the two people that could have done that Were Mike Trout and uh, Bryce Harper.
0: And yeah, and they're both on teams that aren't good. Yep. Um,
1: and and Mike, Mike Trout's on the West
0: Coast, and those games don't get aired. Yeah. They're coming out at 10 o'clock. That's an amazing point. You know, um, I, I don't honestly remember the last time I watched, I sat down and watched Mike Trout play a baseball game. Yeah. And like it's just highlights, and I'm like, oh my God, like this guy does things that nobody can do.
1: Yeah, I get. I get crap all the time from my cousin, shout out Dave, um, about Mike Trout because he thinks I hate him. I don't. I think he's a hell of a ball player um, and arguably the best player to come up since uh, Ken Griffey Jr. And he wins these MVPs because of advanced metrics. And I, sort of the purest in me, thinks, no. <laughs>
0: you haven't won anything.
1: No. Are you? Right. I can take you off the angels and they still suck. Yeah. Uh, That's Uh, not valuable to me.
0: (laughs) Again, it goes, it's you, it's you and I, I think that's you and I being pure is that I would rather have a team that doesn't have an AA one player, but has a, just a team full of amazing guys that do things really, really well with a good pitching staff and a lockdown bullpen and wins 98 games and just, just kills everybody in the playoffs and wins the world series. Uh, as a baseball fan, it's great watching a player have individual stats throughout a season, but when the team stinks and it's over with at the end of September, that's not where the excitement dies. But if you have a really great team, you can watch all year and then carry it into October. There is nothing better than exciting October baseball.
1: No, I um, I agree with that. I mean, having the Tigers do that from essentially 2010 or really 2009 through 14 that – stretch was awesome as a tigers fan i mean yeah yeah, they they missed the playoffs a couple times but then they went on uh and collapsed in 09 but from 2011 to 14 (laughs) i mean they won four straight al centrals and went to and won a pennant Uh, it was it's one of those uh moments that that when your team is good as a near baseball fan those those days from April through October, those six months are phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. And, and they, that's
1: what that's what keeps my love for the game going, is the hope that they will get back to that. You as a Yankees fan had a little rough stretch but seem to be back on track. And
0: well, hold on now. <laughs> let's let's not get carried away. We have
1: a we've gone completely we've gone completely off topic here. Um, completely. But yeah, look, that's what we even, said. That's what we said in our first podcast. Family. That's what we said in our first podcast. We will go off topic, but um, the summer of '98. Uh, <laughs> that is something similar. It doesn't have to be a home run chase. Um, it can be team. It can be. I don't know. It be, you know what I'd love to see? I would love the Yankees to see and Red Sox duke it out for the AL East title again. It could be rivals going at it: Cubs, Cardinals.
0: <laughs> like... I th- I th- I think the next hurdle is Dimaggio, and nobody's going to do it. I don't think, but I think that's something that could get somebody back in. I think somebody goes on a tear and goes on a Dimaggio like hit streak record. That would be something for me personally. That would pull me back in. And I don't I don't know how baseball manufactures that. I could see how they can manufacture a. You know, home run season, and shy of just telling him what's coming and throwing him softballs. In uh, <laughs> the Astros. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, first podcast, check it out. Um, yeah, dude. Um, but anyway, so let's give it some final thoughts, and I guess just wrap it up because I'm having entirely too much fun. Yeah, this um, this is the
1: this is the first part of this one, um, because uh, the PED debate can do many episodes, but we're just gonna do two parts we just thought summer of 98 because of what it did for the sport what it did for us as baseball fans and how it developed yeah, uh, further developed our love for the game
0: uh, it, it's it's a microcosm of baseball where it was everything magical and great about the sport in the moment and then you find out after the fact that it was dirty and tainted <laughs> in some way And that's kind of just my, my final thought on it is that's exactly how I feel is that in the moment, it was amazing and everything about it was cool. Watching the tickers on the bottom and, you know, you'd get home from school or you'd be getting ready to eat dinner at night and you'd see the live cut-ins on ESPN. Oh my God, Mark McGuire is at bat. Oh my God, Sammy Sosa is at bat. Um, And not the fact that they were just hitting home runs, but if you actually go back and look at the distances, they were destroying balls um routinely hitting 420 to 450 foot home runs and this isn't batting practice pitches this is actual live pitching um and i just man i adore that season like i said it's my first really childhood memory as a sport as a kid and i think anybody you know if you're if you're not in our generation in your 30s and late 20s um but i definitely recommend go back watch some highlights um and it'll just give you a sense of how exciting it was there's also a book that mike lupica wrote called the summer of 98 and i did want to give that a shout out um i actually just bought it on amazon because of this topic i'm looking forward to reading it because evidently it's really really good and it highlights like the breakdown of the season oh nice um, and i'm oh, really excited. i
1: will have to check that out i do like uh michael pika a lot absolutely um, brilliant but that's my thought that i thought don't about. know for those that don't know brilliant uh, sports writer based out of new york
0: absolutely
1: um, but yeah no i guess my final thoughts on that i sort of agreeing with you we do need a summer of 98 style thing for baseball we don't know what it is but i will i want to ask one final question that i just thought of career and single season home run kings is it still hank aaron and roger Hmm,
0: eric with a bomb at the end for the knockout on me um dude <laughs> um, Man, my inner purist wants to say Maris yes and Aaron my inner purist does but I can't unsee what I've seen and even I, with what I saw was tainted I still watched Barry Bonds absolutely destroy an entire <laughs> season of baseball by getting walked more times than Shaq has missed free throws in the season. And uh, no, it's not Aaron. It's not Aaron Damaris. It's it's bonds bonds. (laughs) Yeah, it's bonds and bonds. (laughs) Bonds and bonds. It's it's the offices of bonds and bonds. And um, no, uh, as much as I love Roger Maris, and there is probably no better representative of the game than Hank Aaron. Um, with how just classy he was. I don't think um, they're the leaders anymore. I think the record books are what they are. It's Barry.
1: I will, uh, I will end it with that. And I agree, um, with that. Um, I think it is bonds and bonds. Um, again, sort of the purest to me wants to do it, but I just, again, as you said it, you said it perfectly. You can't unsee what we saw and what we saw, despite. What we know, or even though no evidence on bonds,
0: allegedly,
1: allegedly, no evidence on bonds. Um, it was remarkable, and I think the casual fan needs to see something like that again. And uh, we will uh, we'll pick this up next week with the continuous time, continuing our topic of PEDs in baseball. Um, with the kind of what we think about the overall hgh i'll probably bring up the mitchell report and uh we'll uh we'll go from there all Um, right so i just want to to thank everyone for thank everyone for listening and uh comment subscribe like give us feedback love it hate it we don't care we appreciate it all
0: (laughs) thanks guys bye-bye